0: Don't bother checking your calendar, it isn't April 1st, and there is such a thing as the Liberal Gun Club. The national organization is pro-gun ownership and pro-Second Amendment, and attorney Laura Smith is the vice president of the California chapter, the club's largest. She details where the group stands vis-a-vis the massively influential NRA and the country's top of the lungs arguments over gun rights and gun safety. If you search for the organization online, you'll find its name paired with the words libertas, gravitas, civitas, roughly liberty, seriousness, citizenship. It could also be whatever the Latin is for less heat, more light. I read on your website that some people don't think you really exist.
1: I think that's a common misperception. Uh, There are approximately 33% of Democrats that it meant to having guns in their houses and to being gun owners and the liberal gun club seeks to have membership for that i think it's really important to understand how diverse gun owners are in the u.s. i think that there is this perception that that almost every gun owner is a white male approximately fifty years old um, and. That just is not true. Women are the largest growing segment of the gun population. Um, There's groups like the Pink Pistols, which is an LGBT gun rights organization. We are a huge, broad, different group of Americans. I think we probably represent every aspect of American society. Only about 7 to 9% of gun owners are members of the NRA if we even just had 1% of the remaining gun owners as our membership, we'd be a huge, powerful organization.
0: What is it about your group that uh, your needs aren't being met by these others?
1: One example would be uh, a tweet today from the NRA that says, call your lawmakers and tell them to oppose any new gun control measure. But when you click through on the link, they link that to um, their quote of Obama's supposedly failed global war on terror. And that doesn't resonate with Democrats. Democrats feel excluded from the gun debate. We, uh, we own our guns. We support the Second Amendment. We support all of the Constitution. But we're not represented when it comes to the national debate and the national stage. We do not agree with the statement of fight all gun control. Now, is there a consensus in our group on what controls there should be? No, absolutely not. But but there is a discussion, and there are certain things like universal background checks, well implemented, that are generally supported. When most people today think of the NRA, they think of the political arm, and that political arm has become nearly exclusively a supporter of the Republican Party, and Gun rights today are seen as only being for the Republicans, and they're seen as being a divisive issue. The, uh, gun owners are seen as being against freedom of speech. Uh, we're seen as being um, pro-harm. Pro we're seen as being anti-LGBT. And that just can't be further from the truth.
0: You and I are speaking in the wake of the worst mass shooting in modern American history. And the questions are being debated now. What is to be done, what should be done about guns, gun ownership, gun safety, gun regulation in this country?
1: Well, that's an incredibly complicated question. I I think if we knew what to do about mass shootings in general, we would probably have Nobel Peace Prizes. I think there does need to be a real discussion in the United States about what is going to happen with guns. What restrictions do people want on the ability to obtain guns? One of the things that comes up in the press um, fairly often are uh, the issue of background checks. I think there's tremendous support for the idea of a universal background check system especially if that system is not going to burden gun owners. Many gun owners see the idea of a universal system as one that would help us. We'd like to see some common sense policies suggested that would allow for a universal background check system that would eliminate this hodgepodge of states system. It would allow gun owners more ability to transport our guns across state lines. We'd like to see a system that would be effective to allow law enforcement to find out that people who have committed a crime or who have mental health issues, who are not under existing law entitled to possess a gun legally, that it would be more effective in catching them. At the same time, we recognize that background checks shouldn't be used as a proxy for a registry that could be used to take guns from lawful gun owners, that could be used to restrict the rights of certain classes of otherwise lawful people from having guns.
0: Is there a constitutional right to all these kinds of guns, the ones that are not already banned?
1: Well, I think this is a common misperception. ar 15s look like military weapons, but they're not military weapons. There is not a great consensus on even what assault rifle means. Also, the Supreme Court has interpreted the Second Amendment as protecting weapons typically possessed by law-abiding citizens for lawful purposes. Right now, there's something along the lines of 8 to 10 million of what are called modern sporting rifles, these so-called assault weapons in common usage in the U.S., I would say that because they are in such wide usage that they are likely constitutionally protected. Another thing to think about with them is that they are most likely the gun that causes the least amount of gun deaths in the United States on any given year.
0: But the most high profile, I think.
1: They're absolutely the most high profile. They look scary. They seem scary. But in reality, they don't specifically work differently than other weapons.
0: People question whether there should be guns in civilian hands that can fire off 10 or 20 or 30 rounds in an extremely short period of time
1: i think there is legitimate argument to be made about whether magazine capacity bans are effective and whether we should look at those there is a huge divide within the liberal gun club itself on that very issue there have been some studies that suggest that magazine capacity restrictions are absolutely the most effective thing we could do to limit gun deaths in mass shooting situations. However, several of those studies have problems with their methodology. I personally support them. Others, and and certainly others in the liberal gun club, think that they don't help.
0: After the Newtown shootings on the heels of other shootings, President Obama was angry and said that things must change. As a country, we have been through this too many times. Whether it's an elementary school in Newton or a shopping mall in Oregon or a temple in Wisconsin or a movie theater in Aurora or a street corner in Chicago, these neighborhoods are our neighborhoods, and these children are our children. And we're going to have to come together and take meaningful action to prevent more tragedies like this, regardless of the politics. The response of Wayne LaPierre, the head of the NRA, was this. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And to that example, a lot of people pointed at the assassination attempt against Ronald Reagan. He was surrounded by six people with guns, all federal officers or local police, and he still got shot. So do you think that that idea works. That only the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun.
1: Has a good guy with a gun ever stopped a bad guy with a gun? Certainly, I think that's happened. I don't think that always happens, and I think that is a terrible oversimplification. And I think that there are times that they have, in fact, provided a uh, that it, that good guys with a gun have stopped bad guys. Now. Do I think that that's the only thing that we should be looking at to, quote-unquote, stop the bad guys, to stop violence? Absolutely not. What's causing this violence in the first place? They need to address these underlying issues. And I think that's one of the biggest ways that the liberal gun club varies from the NRA. We really believe that we need to look at at ways to solve issues of poverty, lack of opportunity, lack of education, drug and alcohol dependency, under and unemployment, untreated mental health issues. We need to look at the failed drug war, and we need to look at how we can provide a social safety net so that these things that correlate with violence, not just gun violence, but violence in all forms, are reduced in our country.
0: What about the idea of making people pass training safety tests just to show that they know what they're doing with the weapon that they're buying?
1: I would say that in the membership of the Liberal Gun Club, there is significant support for that idea. However, one of the concerns about it is that it doesn't become an expense that would exclude people from gun ownership. However, there is something to be said for mandatory training and mandatory mandatory safety.
0: You hear the phrase, too, as we have all heard, the concern that any gun regulations start us down a slippery slope. Do you believe that? Do you believe that there's no way of saying this far but no farther when it comes to gun safety laws?
1: No, I don't. I think that's the same argument as the Second Amendment's Unlimited. I, I think that that argument is um, incorrect, no less the conservative than Justice Scalia thought that was incorrect. Uh, I think that liberal gun owners understand the concern for a slippery slope, especially where people are calling for confiscation of arms. But the idea that there can be no restriction, no, I think that is incorrect.
0: You pointed out there's lots of discussion about ammunition, ammunition clips. You must laugh at the Chris Rock bit about charging $5,000 for a bullet as a crime-stopping technique.
1: You don't need no gun control.
0: You know what you need? We need some bullet control. We need to make. We need to control the bullets. That's right. I think all bullets should cost five thousand dollars. Five
1: thousand dollars for a bullet. You know why? Because if a bullet costs five thousand dollars, there'll be no more innocent bystanders. I find that idea incredibly problematic for uh, two reasons. One, I think that if you're going to stop ammunition. You're going to create the exact situation that alcohol prohibition did. You're going to turn otherwise law-abiding citizens into criminals because they're going to ignore it. I think the other issue is that that ignores how lawful gun owners use their weapons. If I'm going to be good and accurate with the guns that I have, I need to be able to practice with them and to practice I need to have a sufficient amount of ammunition.
0: It it was a comedy routine, though, but you're concerned about the more serious implications.
1: I am concerned about the more serious implications because there are legislators in California right now who are looking to make it incredibly difficult for gun owners in California to get ammunition. The the comedy bit is funny, but it misunderstands how lawful gun owners use guns
0: the questions that are being raised now about people on terrorist watch lists being able to buy weapons. Is your point that there should be maybe some kind of secondary check? We're going to look into this a little further before you can buy this gun.
1: The problem with stopping the gun purchase that the FBI recognized is that if you're going to stop that purchase, there must be due process for that person to challenge stopping it. And right now, the way the list exists, there's no due process at all. We don't know how people are put on it. We don't know who's on it. We don't know how you get off it. There is no way to get off the list. I would say as a liberal, I'm against enemy lists of all types. And it worries me that if this list can be used without due process to deprive someone of a constitutional right, what list is going to be used next? deprive someone of a different constitutional right. Having said that, I hope that this is a way that the lists that we have now are changed so that there is due process for the people that are on them, and so that we can terrorists from getting weapons.
0: How did you come to be a gun owner?
1: My husband is a Marine, and I have to say I was a tremendous anti-gunner. And he and I would have these discussions, and he would say, but no, you don't understand this about guns. And I would say, you're right, I don't understand. So I said to him, I'd like to learn this, but if I'm going to learn this, I don't want you to teach me. I want to learn this with a woman instructor, and I want to learn this with my own gun. And I think my story is very common for women. We wanted a voice in the debate, but we felt that we needed knowledge. And so we went out and we got that knowledge, and we found a sport that we really enjoyed.
0: Happiness is a warm gun. Should, should. Laura Smith, the vice president of the California Chapter of the Liberal Gun Club, thank you for your time.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Pat Morrison Asks is produced for the Los Angeles Times by Pat Morrison. It's edited and engineered by Todd G. Levin. The Chris Rock bullet control moment is from his show Bigger and Blacker. The Beatles' song, Happiness is a Warm Gun, was written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. I am Pat Morrison.